0: not content with your content you've come to the right place the discontent show with joe kuzma every brand starts with a story here's how you can grow your business by sharing it now with today's topic the host of the discontent show joe kuzma Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I'm here once again with some uh, helpful hints and tips and tricks for content marketing. In today's topic, you're probably saying, What does branding necessarily have to do with content marketing? I understand, Joe. Branding is part of marketing. It is essentially is marketing. Identifying your brand, making it something that's easily recognizable, and I'm here to talk about consistency versus clichés here when it comes to branding because most people don't realize that well, when you get into social media or blogging or podcasting, emails, ebooks, whatever it may be, Anything that you're getting into, it may be more than just a website or a business card or anything that you've had before, and you may not have given much thought to branding. You may not have given much thought to logos or brand colors or fonts or anything of the sort that now is going to be transposed and helps identify yourself in other mediums such as, well, if you have a blog, it's probably already on your website, but let's just talk about like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Any of these places on social media, Instagram, it's where you're going to be. And when you end up going on one of these social media websites, what's one of the first things that you end up seeing when you see something posted from a business page? Well, you see a little icon. It's usually to the left. It's in a circle. Uh, You know, Twitter works the same way. Twitter has a name and a handle. And Instagram is much the same way too. So this kind of goes for all of the above. It's kind of a blanket statement here. But it's like, what do you see first? And usually what you see, see is is some kind of icon that is your logo. It's your profile picture. It should be your logo. Now just talking about logos and things in perspective real quick. I know folks if you know there's there's a difference between like a logo and then there's like logotype and other things. So let's talk about McDonald's for an example, just to kind of set the stage. You know McDonald's to see it from down the street. You know what the golden arches are that 's their logo. They also have a very specific wording the way the font is with mcdonald 's with a capital "m and a capital d and it 's always what in white it 's always been in white even when it 's on red it 's not on the signs as much unless you see an old school one but it 's the sa- it 's the same consistent throughout. Uh, They always use the same colors, red and yellow or gold or whatever you want to call it. Uh, You know, for those of us who work with this type of stuff... There are actual, you know, numbers and digits and codes and things of that nature. that correspond to colors. So, you know, if somebody says like baby blue, that's just kind of generic. It doesn't necessarily mean baby blue. You should un- understand this if you have ever gone and bought paint from a hardware store, for example. That's also a pretty good example there. Uh, Home Depot's always orange, right? And they always have the stencil letter for Home Depot. Or let's talk about football seasons right around the corner here. The NFL. You got the Dallas Cowboys, the star blue and silver, and even when you see the word cowboys, it's always a very consistent, they have like, you know, almost multiple logos that are involved in this. So when I see things that come across my desk and it's like somebody hands off like a logo or something like that and it just seems off, I mean, there are certain things that you're not going to want to do within your own industry or to tarnish your own brand. Why? Your brand matters across all platforms. You don't want a picture of your dog as your business profile pages icon, profile picture. You should be using a logo. If you don't have a logo, you need to get a logo. If your logo looks like it was made in Microsoft Word in 1998, you need to get a new logo. If you're... If you got something that you're kind of stuck on, there's certain things that are just they age. There's certain design styles that age. If it's from the '60s or '70s or '80s, and unless it's really iconic, like Coca-Cola, for example, uh, the McDonald's arches, I mean, are I don't think those are ever going to go away. Those are evergreen. Those are like you know immortal. But there are certain brands. Pizza Hut has changed their logo back and forth. We've seen it with like Taco Bell and other fast food chains, even retail stores. Best Buy has gone from Having the wording Best Buy inside the yellow tag to having it outside. And what do you think of when you go to Best Buy? A blue shirt. Everybody has a blue shirt that you go and see, the blue shirts, right? Except for the Geek Squad, but they're a whole different brand, those geeks, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we're talking here about this, this is just something that identifies you where people, if they see something that's floating around there, you start, let's say, a, a podcast or you start a new website, they see a seal that you have or they see imagery and it's associated with having done business with you, then that's kind of important. Now, there's things that are kind of cliche too that are going to come into this and there's good cliche and bad cliche. Let's talk about good cliche. If you're involved in a certain industry, let's say uh, you're involved in landscaping. Brown, green, green, those are cliche colors for landscaping. Not necessarily anything wrong with that. Yellow. If you're in the healthcare industry, maybe some teals, some greens, some different shades of like blue and stuff of that nature. That works really well. Um, I mean, I know the Red Cross has red, but I don't know that you want to be a dentist and put red in your logo. It kind of, you know, might set somebody off thinking about their gums bleeding or something of that nature. So these are considerations you have to have. Obviously, if you're dealing in like, beige and burgundy and stuff that's incredibly dated. It looks like it came off the show like Three's Company. (laughs) It looks like the wallpaper that somebody used to have in their kitchen. It's got to go. So these are some considerations too. It doesn't have to mean a major tweak. It doesn't mean you have to change your company's name or anything. And these might be things I'm bringing up that have never been in consideration ever before. Like, oh, geez, you know what? I never really thought of that. I got something off of one of these discount business card websites. Sites that give me 500 business cards for you know 10 bucks five years ago, and it has a little clip art guy or clip art something or else on it. Get rid of it if it looks tacky, if it looks like something that is in your uh, in a children's like school book or coloring book or something, it does not display professionalism for your business. There are things that your brand must do, it must project professionalism, it must establish authenticity, it must puts you in a position where you look like uh, a, an authority figure or an expert in your field it has to be clear what it is that you do so I mean if you have you hopefully when you did come up with whatever this venture is the name isn't something that's bizarre and people won't know what you do. All of these things together often provides Trust. It builds trust with you. It builds a rapport with your customers. So if they're looking for your Facebook page in your Bob's Windows and you have a picture of a dog and a U.S. flag or something crazy that's on there, rather than Bob's Windows, the logo that you have with your name Bob's Windows Those other things are things you could share on social media and could be fun. Now, I don't necessarily know how a dog ties into installing new windows in a home, but you tend to see that quite often. Car salesmen. If you're listening, sorry, you know exactly where I'm coming from with this. And it's like sometimes they throw everything in the kitchen sink, uh, especially this time you know, of the year. We're heading into the fall and football season. You'll see people wearing uh, different local football teams or multiple football teams or the whole team, the whole sales teams in a commercial and everything. And those are little gimmicks and things like that. But you don't want that to be your profile picture. If you have an auto dealership, you, you probably have some type of seal or some type of logo type that has, you know, whatever you. You know, Jones Ford or something like that. And it's, you know, it's very recognizable. In fact, you slap it on the back of vehicles. These are the type of things you have to think of, even if you're not like a car dealer or you're just, you just are a landscaper. Or you're just somebody that's uh, starting up like any type of, you know, side hustle here, trying to take a hobby and make it into a business or something where you have your own business and you're just trying to get a little more traction. You haven't had all these other platforms before that you had to think about. Well, gee, my colors are red and yellow. And some people think this stuff out and and quite intelligently, and they have good branding. So if you have good branding, then you have to be consistent. But where you get into the cliche is if you're like the auto mechanic or something like that, There's certain things that are good or bad You could use a wrench in your logo Or as part of your logo But like I said you just don't want like any Old wrench that you just found on Google images That you may not even have the Licensing or rights to use to begin With and throw that uh, That could get you in a lot of hot water years Down the road you never know uh, If you do do something like that but even Just you know throwing like a little wrench Or something on there it's like okay The wrench might tell you that it's you know Joe's you know auto body or something Something like that. And maybe an auto body doesn't have as much need for content marketing. You know, there are those things with those industries. But the point is, is that if Joe's auto body has a Facebook, a Twitter and everything else, you should be able to tell just by their profile picture an actual logo that's used across all of those platforms on your website, on your business cards, on the sign on your building, on the magnets that you slap on the side of your car while you drive around town and advertise your business. It should all be consistent because if all you did was type something, up, somebody taped up something, they used Comic Sans font and they, and they put it on a magnet on the, and you put it on the back of your truck and you're driving around town advertising that you do power washing or something. I don't necessarily know that that looks professional and that's the kind of person that I want to hire. And it's kind of frustrating, too, for me because when I see these things and I see people try and get involved in them, uh, podcasting is kind of one of my bugaboos here, so to speak, especially when I compare it to blogging. And you're going to know where I'm coming from here in a second because when you look at the discontent branding, you don't see a microphone you don't see a pair of headphones, you don't see a headset, you don't see the wavy lines that are like the RSS logo or radio broadcast tower or transmission feed things or anything of that nature involved in that. And that's because if you're looking for my podcast, if you're already on iTunes or YouTube or something like that, then you already know that this is what it is. It is a podcast. And it says so, you know, in some of the line type and stuff like that. But the whole Idea behind that is, is you know, do you really need to? When you post it on social media, you could tell people it's a podcast. But I don't think we need to hit people over the head with throwing. You know, I like to say ten pounds of crap in a five-pound bag. And I've seen this before too. Um, you know, there was uh, there was one particular business I want to say that dealt with pet foods uh, or something of that nature. And what they did was they abbreviated their name, which already made it a little more not so recognizable. Okay, so three letters. We'll just call it AWN, for example. And then, uh, okay, it's pet food. So, clip art of a cat, clip art of a dog. But they do other stuff. They have bird seed and stuff too. So now you're kind of like backing yourself into a corner immediately. And a paw print, and the state of Ohio, and red, white and blue, stars and stripes, American flag theme through it. It's a mess. It is not recognizable. It's not clear. Okay, I guess you're American-made and you cater to pets and things of that nature, but then your name isn't even actually you know, written out with it. And that's a problem. So, but if you have a seal and, and, and you have something that's like an icon or something iconic that you've been using, you've been using it with your branding for a long time, it should be incorporated. So these are things that you should consider and it should be used everywhere. But by all means, if you start up, and I'm saying like podcast versus a blog, if you start up a podcast on my advice and you don't need like a microphone icon or anything like that with it to tell people that it's a podcast. If it's only a podcast and you do nothing else, that might not be the worst idea. So there's there's a fine line with the cliches too, but here's my counterpoint to that. If you have a blog You're not putting like a notebook or a pencil or a pen or a quiver or anything like that and telling people, hey, I got a blog and this is like a logo for the blog. No, you're using your standard traditional branding. So why are we changing it for other stuff? The same thing with an email. I mean, you're not putting an envelope next to it to let people know that you have like a newsletter that you're sending out. Maybe on a website where you have a a sign-up form or something like that. That's where those icons really belong, but it's not part of your long-term Branding. Uh, It's just something that is just a quick idea. You don't need it to be there constantly. So, once again, the reason all this stuff is important is you know, other people may end up picking up your brand, or you may end up into partnerships and sponsorships or other things, or where you're working with others and. Maybe you have kind of an idea already that you're like a McDonald's and you're a, a red in uh, gold or you're a Dallas Cowboys with the blue and the silver, right? So there's certain things there where if you hand off, you're the Cowboys, and, and you hand this off to somebody else and you license your product or make a partnership or agreement and you share things and somebody's promoting you. You want them to be able to promote with the same exact blue and silver and the the star and everything else. You don't want them to use like green and purple or things that have nothing to do with your brand and, and confuse people and it isn't immediately recognizable as to what it is or what you do. Of course, over a period of time, this branding and the marketing and everything together is what builds that brand recognition. But right out the gate, if you're using like fonts that look real informal, you're using colors that don't necessarily jive with your industry. It's gonna be an uphill battle, maybe even one where your wheels are spinning and they never get out of the mud when it comes to you, you you're shooting yourself in the foot, you're doing yourself a disservice right out the gate is pretty much what I'm trying to say. So give these things some really strong consideration. Also be careful because you look around and you think you have a good idea. You need to search on the internet and see what others in your respective fields are doing. So if you end up with like, you know, a sports podcast or something for example you need to watch and see if competitors in your field if you if you do a podcast and somebody else is already using a microphone and you go and throw it in there you either look like an imitation or you may get mistaken for the other people and if the other people have a bad reputation it's going to end up hurting your reputation as well so it's something that's very important there uh, but you know i don't want to go real far into this like as far as you know creating brand guides and things of that nature and i understand that you know there are certain things that can't be easily changed if you want to do a new logo it's probably cost effective to throw it on a new business card when you need new business cards or slide it onto your website or any of your content marketing your social media websites and profiles and pages but it might not be cost effective to go and put that on a sign outside <laughs> or you know anything like that uh, so it's all you know it's all relative and i've seen that kind of branding too because i've seen you know one business that had the burgundy colors believe it or not and one of the recommendations that was made from myself and, and others i was working with at the time was to change those colors because it was old. And they ended up doing it, and they ended up doing something that was even more confusing, and it didn't look like they belonged in their industry. It looked like a doctor's office rather than a financial institution, if you get my drift. So sometimes the cliches they might be good but I understand where they were going with that too because there are certain other uh, institutions there that uh, banks and insurance and things of that nature that use specific colors like an orange or a green or whatever and that's kind of part of their branding too that's, that, that's their shtick, so to speak so you got you to be true to that as well and you got to be cognizant of it too because if, if you go and use green not only are you you're confusing you're confusing people you're confusing consumers and things of that nature so uh, I don't want to ramble about it's Too much, but just keep that in mind if you change or update any of these uh, materials, you, s- you start working with your logo. If you have a logo though, and it 's only in one spot, oh, well, we put it on the web page we don 't have it on a business card yet. Well, what are you waiting for? Okay, you want to run out of business cards fine. you want to run out of brochures, any other print material and flyers. Your old logo isn 't necessarily wrong, so you don 't have to go and burn all this stuff, but at the same time, when you make new things or you have digital items that aren't updated you want it to be consistent across all of those platforms so just keep that in mind as well uh, i hope this was very helpful for you usually you know i get on a roll on some of these things and this is one of my my bigger pet peeves so once again uh, just to make sure Another thing with the logo stuff too is is folks, you know, if somebody created something for you and you have it on a white square, it's like a white background and it has like type on top of it, whatever your business name and then another image. It's not really a logo. I mean, it looks very tacky when you throw it on anything else, especially if it's like a white box and then you have a black background or a solid color background on your business card. It looks very unprofessional. At least just put it on white and fake it somewhat. If you have nothing better than that, so that's just another pet peeve there too. You know why? It's because I mention these things too. Is because um, just keep in mind that there's the younger generations that are coming up. Even like you know my now six year old daughter. There's certain things she could do on an iPad that you know adults. Aren't doing as well as the (laughs) six-year-old and if somebody can do that and and kids are learning these things there I've been I've been working with computers since I was in high school and you know what that was you know back in the last century so when I was working on design stuff and learning that type of stuff even in high school you got to keep that in mind too because there's people that are going to have a cursory knowledge of some of this and they're going to think well if I learned that in high school and this guy's stuff looks like junk right here then why should I trust him or maybe he doesn't care enough about his marketing materials or this brochure or even typos in a brochure for that example and it happens trust me it happens but you're, you're trying to sell somebody on you and these things aren't gonna help you sell and that's ultimately what it all comes down to whether you're making money or not it is selling someone on you why you and a logo Brand consistency and maybe not being too cliche or stereotype will go a long way in helping build your reputation, looking professional, getting you some integrity there. So just make in in that rapport with the customers or or potential customers and consumers, clients at all. Anyways, my name is Joe Kuzma. I hope you enjoyed this program. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe no matter where you're listening. And as always, I encourage my listeners, my followers, supporters out there to always be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. (laughs) No, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I wanna remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you wanna ask a question, you may visit me at Joe Kuzma.com. That's joekuzma.com. That's J O E K U Z M A dot Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at joe underscore kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider, so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward as always to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.